Can you imagine the daunting task that's set before Solomon? He's about to become king at, at one of the peaks, at one of the heights of Israel's history. And he would become king at a time when there was a great challenge. There was a great upheaval among the politicians within Israel as well. Solomon was a man who was gifted with a special measure of wisdom from God, above and beyond anything else. And he would soon find himself trying to search for those things that are good in life, trying just about everything, trying to find the meaning of life. And when it came down to it, Solomon continuously found himself saying, repeating the words, all is vanity. And so if there's ever anything good that a father could bestow upon Solomon, David would say those great words, be strong and show yourself a man. Show yourself. A man. Today is Father's Day, and I want to take just a special moment to, to say thank you to all the men who are here, to all the men who are tuning in, who are fathers, and have shown yourself a man in strength and in accountability. I want to say thank you, too, to all the men who are here and who are tuning in in much the same way as we approach the Mother's Day sermon. I want to say thank you whether you're an actual father or not. If you've been a role model for some child, a role model for some teenager, some college student, we want to honor you today as well as a father figure in their lives. We're taught in 1 Timothy chapter 5 that we're to encourage the older men as fathers, and so that's our desire to do as well. Every child, male or female, every child deserves some male role model in their lives. And I believe that God teaches us that truth in His Word among all the principles that we find in the Bible, and there are many. One of those we find right at the very top is in James chapter 1 and verse 27. Pure and undefiled religion is this, that a man keep himself unspotted from the world while he's doing what? while he's visiting those who have no male role model in their lives. Visit the orphans. Visit the widows. To visit the fatherless. That's pure religion. Every child, every child needs a male to be an important model in their lives. And so today as we consider our lesson, show yourself a man. Or be a man. I know that we're going to be directing some of our thoughts toward fathers. Some of our encouragement, some of our attention, perhaps all of our attention, primarily on fathers. But I want it to also be an encouragement for all of the males in this room, all of the males tuning in, to be a man. To place yourselves into opportunities where you can be a mentor for someone else. And hopefully, some of the principles that we'll talk about today will be an encouragement to everyone 
whether you're a man or a woman. And when thinking about being a father in today's society, I would guess that, that there would be any number of men who would tell you that there are some difficulties. There are difficulties in, in managing the responsibility and being a true man for your children. So I'm going to ask this question this morning, and we'll come back to it a little bit later. But how does a father do it? How does a father manage the difficult responsibility of being a man for his children? Now think about Solomon and the difficult responsibility that he was about to undertake. It was going to be difficult. It was going to be a daunting task. Something that would, would seem as if it would never give him any ease, any peace of mind whatsoever. Now, he had his special moments where he sought out the pleasures of this world. But then again, everything was just vanity. Solomon came to the conclusion, it's all vanity. I searched it all out and I thought it was better if I would just die. You know, the responsibility of being a father today, I would imagine it's no greater, it's no different than any other time in the history of the world. But it's still a very grave responsibility with some very unique and some very difficult challenges ahead of us. Now, there are obviously times in the life of a father that he feels like he's doing a good job. He has those moments where, where he can just sit back and relax and enjoy being with his children. We love moments like that, don't we, men? Sometimes we think this is what fatherhood is all about, like Andy sitting next to Opie fishing there on the bank of a river, just enjoying the afternoon, not saying much at all, maybe not anything at all. You know, that's something unique. I think about men. We can sit in a room next to each other and never say a word and never think the other person is upset about anything. We can do that. So sometimes that's what we think when we think about fatherhood. But other times it can be very difficult because we know that we have to discipline our children. And whenever you do that, you, you feel like you're the worst human being that's ever set foot on the face of the earth. Discipline, though, is necessary. It's another unique challenge that's placed before the father. There are times in the life of a father when he sees his children looking up to him. And that makes him feel proud. He feels good. He's their superman. Maybe you remember when you were a young child, maybe you did this on the playground. You went up to your friend and said, my daddy can beat up your daddy. My daddy's bigger than your daddy. My daddy's stronger than your daddy. You know, none of those challenges ever came to fruition when I was in school, and they haven't yet with my children being in school. But you may have gone through that. You may have had to show up and, and show out for your child. There are times when, when being a father feels like a perpetual task. One step forward, two steps back doing the same thing over and over again. And I hope that none of the men here uh, would, would ever think that, that being a father is punishment. But I think maybe we can understand that there are times 
we feel it's an unending task. We feel like, like it's an unending burden, an unending responsibility. And I'll tell you what, I'm sure many of you, most of you, would say the same thing. I'm happy to bear the burden. If I was, and I don't guess, I'd be a real man. Put that burden on my back. Let me carry it day in and day out. And church, the reason I can tell you that I would happily bear this burden is because I know beyond a shadow of a doubt I don't have to carry it alone. Yes, there is an accountability. Yes, there is a responsibility with being a father. But I know that it's a responsibility, it's an accountability, a strength that I don't bear alone because I have God supporting me. Let's take a look this morning at 1 Kings chapter 2, verses 1 through 4. It was our reading this morning. It's where we'll spend the majority of our time looking in our study today. And the very first thing that we see David saying to his son, Solomon, show yourself a man. Look at the key word in that sentence. Show. Show. See, this isn't just talking about talking about doing something. It's not just talking about it. You have to demonstrate it with your life. You don't claim it. You show it. You don't preach it. You put it into action. Jesus once warned his disciples about the Pharisees, how they kept preaching about all of these things that were right, all of these things that were good. But he said, don't act like them because they preach, but then they don't act on it. A real man is one who demonstrates it. And not only will they teach it, they'll also train it. Now, we can teach our children a lot of things about life. But perhaps what they will benefit the most from is whenever we take them side by side and we train them. We can send them off to do a chore and maybe that would teach them a little bit of responsibility. But what's needed sometimes is for us to be right there by their side to help them understand how to do it and possibly help them see a more efficient way of doing things. So it's not something that we just talk about. It's not something that, that we just say. It's not just words coming out of our mouth. It's like telling our children, I love you, I love you, I love you, I love you. And, and think about those types of words. Maybe as we, we offer them to our Heavenly Father. Father, I love you, I love you, I love you. You've blessed us, I love you, I love you, I love you. I picture God looking down at us as he hears those words and saying, words are cheap. If you love me, prove it. Show me. We have children that look up to us. God gave them intelligence. God made them in his image. So wouldn't it make sense? Whenever they look at, up at us and we're saying, I love you, I love you, I love you, they would say to us, okay, dad, Prove it. Don't just teach it. Train it. Looking forward into 1 Kings chapter 2, David tells his son Solomon, be strong and show yourself a man. 
What do we normally think about when we think about strength? Maybe we think about comic book heroes. Maybe we think about the strength of those strong men that we see on ESPN who are able to pull a, a semi behind them, or they pick up these huge rocks and they carry them across the finish line. That's typically along the line, something along those lines is what we think about when we think about strength. We think about what someone is able to do, what I'm able to do. But church, that's not all that strength is about. Strength isn't always about the things you do, but sometimes it's about the things you choose not to do. I can push myself, I can press myself to do certain things in life, but that's not the full measure of my strength. The measure of my strength is just as well measured by my decisions to choose not to do something. I was reading through a book the other day, a book called Point Man by Steve Farrar. And he appealed in that book, he appealed to another book, a book called Real Men Don't Eat Quiche. Maybe you've read that book. I haven't read it. But Steve Farrar, he, he mentioned some of the highlights from that book in his book, Point Man. And, and he, he just ran through some of the list. Real men don't eat quiche. Real men don't floss. Real men don't buy flight insurance. Real men don't play Frisbee. Real men don't call for a fair catch. Those are just a few of the highlights. What is it that real men don't do? Maybe you remember the old expression, real men don't cry. I don't know how much I agree with that one. Take a look with me at Ephesians chapter 6 and verse 4. Ephesians 6, verse 4 says, Fathers, do not provoke your children to anger, but bring them up in the discipline and the instruction of the Lord. Four things, four things described in this passage that real men don't do. Real men don't embitter their children. In a parallel passage over in, in his letter to the Colossians, Paul said, don't exasperate your children. Don't provoke them to anger. Don't be unfair to your children. Don't be cruel. Don't be neglectful. Don't tear them down. See, if you do those things, all that will bring about in the life of your child are feelings and emotions of embitterment toward you. Sometimes even embitterment toward the male role in society. Real men don't react insensitively. Notice he says, Fathers, do not provoke your children to anger, but bring them up. Real men raise their children in tenderness. You know, it's interesting to look at pictures of a family with a newborn baby. Almost always you'll find a picture of a father cuddling that baby. And occasionally you might see the hands of a very strong, very large man holding that very fragile package. Maybe you see the calluses on the fingertips. Maybe you see the hardness on the skin. 
But you know, as rough as those hands may be, as rough as that man may look, that man is holding his child in tenderness, in gentleness. A real man knows how to be tender with his children. He knows how to be sensitive. He knows how to be understanding. But at the same time, real men don't ignore discipline. They're also strong as a protective measure for their child. They can at times be firm. But you look at what Paul says here to the Ephesians about fathers disciplining their children. It's something that has to be done. These are teachings. These are warnings. These are rebukes and sometimes even punishment. So the father, he'll, he'll find a hard time sometimes balancing between tenderness and discipline. But a real man's able to do both. And a real man doesn't leave Jesus at the church building. Bring your children up in the nurture and the admonition of the Lord. Men, you want to be a strong man? Let me give you this piece of advice. Don't leave Jesus in the pew. Take him and put him in the car with you when you leave the building today. Take him home to your house, but don't put him up on a shelf. Don't lay him on the coffee table. Don't slide him under the bed. Give Jesus a spot, the spot at the head of your table. Allow him to be a presence in your hallways at home. Real men don't leave Jesus in the pew. So how are we supposed to manage the difficult responsibilities of being a male in our society today and being a true father like our children need? The very first thing we would recognize is to show ourselves strong as a man. And here's the next thing we learn from David's words to his son Solomon. He says, you keep the charge of the Lord. Keep the charge of the Lord. Keep His commandments. Keep His statutes. Keep His testimonies. Keep His warnings. The point is, you are accountable. And David knew this as well as anybody. Whenever you look into the book of Proverbs, we see Solomon instructing us as he does his own son Rehoboam, take ear to the words of my mouth. Listen to these things I had to tell you, son, do this. Son, don't do that. Where did Solomon gain that wisdom? Yes, he had a miraculous measure of wisdom from God, but, but he gained an appreciation of that wisdom from his father, David. David knew the responsibilities, the difficulties of being a king. Solomon's father knew what happens whenever a king steps out onto a balcony. He knew what happened whenever you try to cover up a mistake. And so David tells his son, you stick to the word of God. It's almost as if David's looking at Solomon saying, I know you're not going to be perfect, but stay in the word. And man, I can tell you assuredly, I can't speak for you, but I can speak for myself. I know I won't be perfect. I'm not perfect. But let's stay with the Word of God because it will hold us accountable. 
Now, I like being a friend to my children. I like to play games with them. I like to go on vacation with them. I enjoy being a friend to my children. There's nothing wrong with a father being a friend to his child. But there is something wrong. When the father seeks to be a child's friend without ever being the child's father. See, children can make their own friends. But one thing they cannot make, they cannot make a father. Men, that's our responsibility. I want to take you to a passage over in 2 Chronicles chapter 16. 2 Chronicles 16 verse 9, it says, The eyes of the Lord run to and fro throughout the whole earth to give strong support to those whose heart is blameless toward Him. The New American Standard Version says, whose heart is completely given to God. Now that's a man. And God is looking everywhere for someone who is giving their heart to Him. And God makes this promise. He says, if you're giving your heart to me, Fathers, give me your heart, and I will support you. And you will be a rock. Real men rock and roll. I stole this from Steve Ferrar's book as well. Real men rock and roll. They're committed to their family. They are the rock. They are the strength. They are the support. They provide an example their family in their lives. They're involved in the lives of their children. And not just giving them a thumbs up for what they've done at the end of the day, not just hopping on the Facebook and, and liking some status that their child posted. They're actually involved in their lives. Real men understand the importance of the action of them being a rock and, and being a role model for their child by actually being in their lives. They're not just a cheerleader, but they are the support. Real men measure success by the Bible. They turn their attention to passages like Matthew 6, verse 33. Seek ye first the kingdom of God and all His righteousness, and all these things will be added to you. Real men don't measure success by what goes into their pocketbook, what goes into their bank account, but they measure success by the blessings of God. They measure success by seeing that they themselves are putting Jesus, putting God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit first above everything else. That's the measure of success. And because of that, they have applied the principles of Christ. Not only to their own lives as individuals, but to their home. They keep the charge of God. Real men rock and real men roll. And we're not always going to be the perfect rock for our family. We're not always going to be that perfect role model. And the reason why is because Satan is infiltrating his way into the family. Maybe he can't get us at work. Maybe he can't get us here at the church building, but you can be most certain he will try his best to get us at the family. 
And I would guess that the devil, as wise as he is, and as cunning as, and as deceitful as he is, if there's any place for him to start to break down a man, to break a man's spirit, to break down a man's sense of self-worth, to break down a, a man's sense of his own value, he will begin at the family. And I know we're going to make mistakes, men. There, there are going to be times when we're hard with our children when we should have been soft. There are going to be times when we're soft with our children and we should have been hard. There are times when we won't provide the perfect role model for them too. I've been there and done that. I'm sure many of you have as well. I'm not the perfect rock for my family. I'm not the perfect role model. And I don't guess I'll ever be because I know I'm a human being. But I know this too. I have a perfect father. I have a perfect role model in his son. And as long as I give my heart to God, he will support me so that our house will truly be built on a rock. No matter what storms of life may come at me, no matter what winds may blow, no matter how strong they are, no matter how hard it rains or how high the floods come, we will stand. It may not be perfect, but its foundation will be. So my desire is not only to be a strong man, but it's to be a man who is accountable to the very thing, the very person that supports me. Jesus told a parable at the close of the Sermon on the Mount in Matthew chapter 7. And he began the parable with these words, he said, Everyone then who hears these words of mine and does them will be like a wise man who built his house upon a rock. How does any man, how does a father, how does he manage the difficult responsibility of being a father in today's world? By being accountable to the word and he'll be strong in the Lord. David told his son Solomon, you do this, and God will make sure that you prosper in all that you do and wherever you may go. Fathers, happy Father's Day. Let's be men of God. The invitation of Jesus Christ is available at every moment of the day. There's never a time that you, you're not welcome to come to Jesus. And if, it's, if there's a time right now that you want to make a commitment to Jesus Christ, commit to, to making that change in your life, Commit to confessing you believe that Jesus is the only begotten Son of God. Have your sins washed away in the waters of baptism, contacting that saving blood of Christ. We want you to take advantage of that opportunity. But it could be that there are any number of individuals here this morning who are challenged 
by the things that are in the world. You've been tempted and tempted and tempted, and sometimes you've fallen. And you want to make things right with God. And maybe you need your church family to be there for you for support, to lift you up in prayer as you ask God for forgiveness and rededicate your life to Him. You have that opportunity now as well. Or it could be that there's a father here today. You've been trying. Or maybe you haven't. You've been succeeding by the skin of your teeth. Or maybe you haven't. You've been living and trying to abide by the word of God. Or maybe you haven't. If you need the prayers of the church, I encourage you to lean upon us as we lean together upon our perfect Father in heaven. If there's anything we can do to help anyone this morning, we invite you to come as we stand and sing together.